Hello and welcome back to How Did You Do It? On this episode, I'm sitting down with none other than Laura Higgins. Laura has built multiple six-figure businesses with only a small team and fast forward to today, she coaches hundreds of creatives to do the same. She's learned the skills and the strategies to help others skyrocket their business and she gets results. I really love this episode because the wisdom that Laura shares is so applicable to any journey that you are on. Now, before I hit go on my little screen here, I would like to ask a favor of you, my dear listener. If you are enjoying the podcast, please follow me on Instagram at hdydi.pod and give these episodes five stars. These ratings are incredibly helpful for me in continuing to produce episodes. And I think there's a small reason why we all bang on about it. So I would be super appreciative. I really hope that you enjoy and I cannot wait to hear your feedback. Laura, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so <laughs> excited to be hanging out with you. I'm so honored to be having you on this podcast. Um, I was looking into your website and into your journey. And one thing that I love that your website says is that there's no overnight success story. Yeah. And I think that as a society, we get so um, infatuated with this, this idea that it happens overnight. It mm -hmm. goes viral. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to ask about your journey and, you know, what does that mean that ha your success hasn't happened overnight? Yeah, I think, I think Instagram leads us to believe that everything's instant. We live in this society of instant gratification where, you know, I can, if I'm at home and I want to get like dinner, there's Uber Eats. Mm. There's this thing in Sydney, I don't know if it's in Melbourne, called Milk Run, and it delivers your groceries within 30 minutes. And now <laughs> Uber Eats does this as well. But it's just a really good example of like, we want things fast. We mm. want things to be instant. And what I've learned in running a business is that there is no overnight success. There is, and maybe if there, if there are the 0.01% of people who go viral, maybe they joined TikTok at the right time. Maybe they started a YouTube channel at the right time, whatever it is. Those are the, like, they're kind of the exception to the rule. For the most part, we have to do the work. We have to do the reps. And that takes a, like an investment of time. And most people aren't willing to put in the, the amount of time that's required to get to where they want to go. And so I've learned in my journey, I started my business at the age of 23 and I had to figure out, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to run a business. I I've never run a business before. I, I know how to do my craft, which was, I, I was a social media manager and I had to figure out, okay, well, how do I do this? And it took me years mm -hmm. to figure that out. It's, I'm still figuring it out. And so I feel like the idea, it frustrates me when people on Instagram or in advertising promise, oh, you're going to get this in this amount of time when they're not sharing the full picture of all of the hours, all of the unseen hours that are required to get to that result. So I think setting your expectations to go, okay, I might not be good at this yet. I might not understand this yet. I might not be 
quote unquote successful yet, but there's an investment of time and I'm prepared to invest the time. Did you understand that at 23 years old? Did you have that that wisdom to be like, this isn't going to happen in one, two, you know, however many years? I think I, I think I was blissfully ignorant, (laughs) which you kind of need to be to start a business. I think you do need to have an element of naivety and like kind of not knowing. Yes. (laughs) But I, for me, definitely, I had a, like, I I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. And nobody told me how hard it was going to be starting a business. And I don't know, I kind of liken it to, and I'm not a parent, but I liken it to when you have a child, parents aren't out there being like, this sucks, (laughs) but there are elements where it sucks. And like, of course it's beautiful and amazing, but there are elements where it sucks. And so I think running a business, you know, if you could take one thing away from today, it's that it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Don't do it. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't do it. It's the worst. No, but the, (laughs) the biggest thing I would say is like, it, it's not going to be perfect yeah. and it, it will test you. And there will be moments where you doubt yourself. There will be moments where you're like, is it supposed to be this hard? Am I doing it mm-hmm. wrong? Is this the right path for me? Mm-hmm. And I think that that has been throughout my whole business journey and everything good that has happened in my business journey has come on the other side of those moments where I'm like, am I good enough to do this? Mm-hmm. So I think like, to answer your question around like, did I expect it to happen fast? Yeah. I think like I'm a, I, I like things to be fast. <laughs> I'm a bit impatient, yeah. but I think I also had very, like I had no expectations cause I was blissfully ignorant. Mm. Did you have people at the time telling you not to do it, telling you the risks or were you like, nah, I'm going to do this. I feel it. Well, I, I remember distinctly, I, when I started my business and I was in this side hustle phase, I was working for a company, a coffee company. And the reason I got into that was I, my brother-in-law and my sister owned the business and I was a barista. Mm-hmm. So like I, I bailed on uni and was like, I'm going to make, make coffee. And so I started doing that. And then they were like, you know what, we'd actually really like it if you came on and started doing sales for us. And I was like, cool. I've never done sales. I don't know how to do that, but I'll give it a go. I was terrible at sales. (laughs) And then I very quickly, they were like, well, maybe we should move you into Instagram has become a thing for business. So maybe like we should move you into that. I was like, sure, I'll give that a go. And so for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to figure it out. And very quickly I realized, okay, I'm pretty good at this. And other people started approaching me saying, can you help us with this thing? Instagram, like who knew we had to post nice photos of our business to, to get more business. And so I was doing this juggle. And I remember while I was doing the juggle of working in this marketing job and also building this business, I remember distinctly, I was driving with my brother-in-law and my sister who owned the business and they were like, Laura, are you okay? And I was like, I am not okay. (laughs) I cried the whole way home. It was from the central coast of Newcastle. It was about an hour drive. I cried the whole way. And like, it was really embarrassing because they couldn't, 
escape me and like <laughs> I couldn't stop crying and so I cried and cried and cried and I kind of was like you guys run a business like you didn't tell me this was going to be so hard like what and so I felt like it was false advertising I kind of felt like nobody told me this like maybe if I had have known I wouldn't have done this and I'm thankful I'm kind of thankful that no one told me because as I said like the ignorance is bliss but I think when people start businesses now, I'm very quick to say, you're going to love this, but there are also going to be moments where it's really hard and like, it's normal. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And so for anyone listening who is kind of like, oh, I have this idea, but it's not working how I wanted it to work, or it's harder than I thought, or there's more resistance, there's more obstacles, more challenges. Like you're in great company. I think anyone who starts a business has those moments of is this going to work? Am I good enough? Like, have I just ruined my life? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Do you feel like that? Do you have those moments of like, yes. is this going to work? Absolutely. Like happens more often than not. People will be like, how are you? And some days I'm like, I'm flying to Sydney and I'm going to be speaking to Laura and I'm so excited. <laughs> and then other times I'm like, oh, I had this obstacle come up and I, I don't think this is for me. It's my wrong calling. And then I'm yeah. like, no, Gabby, don't, don't do that to yourself. You know, I think that what you spoke about earlier was the biggest growth moments and the biggest almost aha moments happen when you push past that resistance of mm -hmm. anytime an obstacle comes up, push through, push past, show, your, show up for yourself because then your belief yeah. changes about yourself as well. Mm -hmm. I've found that my belief in what I can do changes when I push through, even when I want to just like go and hide in a little cave in yes. my room. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing is we do, resistance tells us something and it's telling us, okay, there's something here that is uncomfortable that we've got to push through. And there's this great book by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art, and it's all about resistance and how resistance is on this side of our best work. And so resistance is the thing we've got to get through to get to our best work, to get to our most fulfilled self. Mm -hmm. And so I think in business, in life, in, in your work, where there's resistance, there is a they should be a little signal for us. Okay. I've got to push through that because that resistance is telling me something. There's something on the other side of that, that is going to be better than where I am now. It's so hard to see in the moment though, when yes. you're like, Oh, I just don't know why this is happening. And yeah, the self doubt that comes through, I think is so normal. And we don't talk about it enough. People don't sit there and say, I'm really doubting myself unless you're working with, you know, a coach or you're working with someone where it's safe to expose those types of vulnerabilities. No one's going on Instagram and saying, yeah. hey, guys, I don't feel good enough for this right now. Or this isn't yeah. showing me what I thought it would be showing me. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I find that the aha moments, like we just skim past them so quickly. Yeah. You know? Yes. Do you celebrate your wins? Yeah, this is a big thing for, and like just on the uh, self-doubt thing, self-doubt isn't that sexy. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to, nobody wants to kind of profess that I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I feel like a bit of an imposter. And sometimes I like wake up and I think, mm -mm, I can't do this today. Like I'm not good <laughs> enough today. So it's not sexy. And I think in business, particularly when you're trying to build a brand, when you're trying to, 
you know, kind of exude confidence. Like I know what I'm doing. I can help you. I, I especially, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a business coach. So if I come onto my Instagram and say, I don't know what I'm doing with my business, that doesn't kind of flow with the business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't help people to feel confident yeah. in me. And so there has to be a platform and a way for us to communicate that, that doesn't also sabotage and damage yeah. the the growth that we're having. So I think it's like finding that sweet spot, like you say, finding your people who you can be like, am I good enough? Mm -hmm. I'm having this moment. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's like finding that safe space is really important. Um, so self-doubt isn't, isn't all that sexy. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of celebrating wins, I think you've totally hit on something that's really important. One thing that I do with all of my clients, and I work with creatives, so I work with a lot of photographers, designers, coaches, and I help them to grow their business. And one of the things that we do regularly, and pretty much we do it every week, is we go, what, what was a win this week? Big, small, whatever. Maybe it's just that you're here. That might be a win. So what was a win this week? What was something that you're proud of this week? And then what was a lesson? What was something you learned? What was an aha moment? And the reason we take a moment to write it down, verbalize it, is because without verbalizing it or without actually taking it from just this happened, oh, that was cool, or that didn't work, when we just leave it up there in our heads, we can't do anything with that data. And so when we can actually go, you know what I'm proud of this week? I did this. I landed this client. Awesome. You know what was a lesson for me this week? When I don't show up on social media, I don't get work. Or when I don't look after myself, I can't show up how I want to show up. So we can go, cool. Well, what am I going to do next week? I'm going to show up. I'm going to like invest in my own self-care or whatever it is. But we learn when we log the data, if that makes sense. So writing it down, verbalizing it, putting it somewhere, putting it on a post-it note, something to kind of show you, okay, that's, that's a, look at how far I've come. Look at what I'm learning now. Mm -hmm. And so I think those logging those wins and lessons are really important. Absolutely. And I think it's so important to sit in that, the joy of the win of mm -hmm. being like, no, like I didn't just do that. I did that. Like feel like, you yeah. know, where you could have been once upon a time to where you are now and reflecting on where you were a year ago to where you are now, because I think as human nature, it's so natural to just go next, 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 what's next, what's mm -hmm. bigger, what's coming. And it's like, no, let's take a moment to to see where we are and see where we've come from. Yeah. Because that within itself can build that confidence yeah. that pushes you forward and propels you forward as well. Yeah, totally. Um, you touched on something before, which made me think as well, you know, we can only lead or show people how far we've come. Mm -hmm. And so when we do talk about the self-doubts, if we've been through that self-doubt, we can lead other people through mm -hmm. their own self-doubt yeah. because we've gone through that journey. And sometimes I feel like the harder the journey, the more wisdom there is to share. Do you have wisdom that you hold closely to you that, you know, you live by or, or what? you know, you mentioned that book before, which I'm going to write down and yes. <laughs> definitely read. Yeah. Um, yeah. But where do you draw your wisdom from? I think for me, I think the wisdom in business and it, and it's not something that we talk about a lot, but I think a lot of our 
wisdom does come from experience. And I think, I think that's one part of it. I think there's also wisdom in being around people who are further along than you. And one of the things in my journey is from day one, I was like, I don't know how to run a business. So (laughs) I started a business, I'm going to learn. And so how do I learn? I kind of weaseled my way into this coaching program that I was definitely not qualified for, that was definitely too expensive. Like I was not making enough money to even be in that. But I found myself there and was like, okay, I'm just going to, this is so expensive for me. I am going to take every single thing they tell me to do and I'm going to do it because I, I have to learn this. And so by being around people who were much further along than me, that was really valuable. By finding peers who were doing the journey with me, that's also been super valuable. So I think it's like finding people who are further, finding people who you can do it with, do the journey with. And then also, then you can kind of, then I think that's the point where you can come alongside others and go, cool, I I know where you're at. I've been there and I can take you on this journey. And so for me, I didn't start my business as a coach because that would have been kind of weird because I like, was like, I don't know how to do this. But by figuring it out and by going, crap, like this, if other, like if I'm struggling with this, surely other creatives have struggled with this too. And by figuring out how to start my own creative business and, and scale that, I then was able to go, okay, I, I have a certain, like I've got some skills here that I've learned and they've been painful lessons. They've been expensive lessons. <laughs> they've been, there's been fun along the way, but, but there's a lot of things here that I could actually share with other people. And so that's when I moved into coaching because I realized actually it's, I wish I knew the stuff that I know now, I wish I knew it when I started. And so that's why I do what I do now, because I think there's so much value in having someone go, Oh, don't worry. You're not crazy. Like this is, this is okay. Or, Hey, you, you need to charge more than what you're charging. You're underselling yourself. Like, Hey, why don't you look at it like this? Or, Hey, like maybe you've got a tricky client situation and it's stressing you the heck out. Here's how I've dealt with those things in the past. So I think it's having someone, if you're starting a business or if you're wanting to improve, whether it's your career, whether it's your business, whatever it looks like, I think it's about going, who can I look to who's done what I really want to do? And who can I come alongside who is a peer who I can do it with? And I think that those two things are really, really valuable. Did you find your peers through the the coaching group that you were in or did you find them organically? How did you find your peers? Yeah, that's a great question. I... I have found in probably the last 12 months, particularly, I have found more of my people. And I think it's, it's been through being a bit more deliberate with building community of not just my own community of, of like my Instagram podcast and like my clients, though that's like something I really, really value. And I really cherish that part of my business. I think for me, there has been, yeah, I've, I've made a lot of friends through coaching communities that I'm part of, groups that I'm part of. Instagram is one, like having a podcast is another one where it's like, oh, cool. Like, like we connected and now it's like, cool, cool. I know Gabby now. And, and then it just means that you've actually had a, not just a quick mm-hmm. DM conversation. It becomes like, 
oh, cool. We, we've had a really good conversation. So now I know Gabby. And it just becomes, I think, I think the connections that you make become more and more real the more you dedicate and you're intentional with it. And so for me, even uh, in the new year, I there's been like a bunch of women who I love in business and I've been friends with them all separately, just through Instagram, through events, all the things, podcasts. And so I messaged them like a couple of weeks back. I messaged them a couple of weeks back and I was like, you know what? I think we're all like, I know all of you. You guys might not all know each other, but we're all going to hang out. Let's go do lunch. And so we're all going down to Melbourne. We're all going to do lunch. And it's like those things where you can go like we're at the same spot and I think we can really help each other. I think as, as women in business, we need that. I think typically we get so busy with life. A lot of, a lot of women in business also are juggling family as well. And it becomes that we, we put our connection and our friendships and relationships on the back burner when actually we need it. Like we need each other. And so that for me is something that I'm investing more into in, in the new year, because I really want to be deliberate in connecting with people who are I can do the journey with. Mm, it's so true. And my mind's going a million miles an hour with every way I want to take this because I think that at any point in your life, we can't see what's in the future. We can't see what's mm. what space is being created for you to come in. And we think that who we're surrounded by, we don't see how that's going to grow. But it, it if you are deliberate and intentional with the type of people that you want to be around, it does grow. And then suddenly, you know, this year I found myself surrounded by people who are so supportive of mm -hmm. me and who lift mm -hmm. me up. And instead of it being women pitted against each other, it's yes. women supporting each other and just being able to talk and connect and understand and share the wisdom and want to see the other person succeed mm -hmm. so within their bones. And that is rare that you have someone who actually wants to hear about every success you have without taking anything from that success. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think this is something that I have found frustrating, to be honest, in business is, and I found myself in these, these mindsets where I've had to really correct myself because I think sometimes we can have a scarcity mindset and think there's not enough work. There's not enough money. There's not enough success. There's not enough opportunity. And when we're in that mindset, we can't lift other people up because we're so focused on ourselves. We're focused on how can I look after me because there's not enough supply. And so when I've found myself in that mindset, I've really had to actively go, no, there is more than enough work. There is, there is enough. And there, by doing that, I've been able to go, okay, cool. I can be friends with people in a similar field to me who maybe have similar clients to me, who maybe from the outside, someone would go, oh, you guys are competition. Mm, the threat. Yeah. And it's like, I can actually go, you know what? I can help, I can help that person. I can be there for them and they can be there for me and we can actually be friends. And not only that, not only can we be friends and friendly, it's actually like a step further than that. And we can open doors for each other. And I think as women, 
especially as Australian women, I think what I have found in, in working with a lot of people in the US, they're very quick to go, oh, I'll intro you to that person. Oh my gosh, you would love that person. I'm going to connect you with them. I'm going to like, I'll connect you in with my network. They're very generous and open with their, like, with their connections. And as Australians, we're not as open. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's scarcity mindset. I think yeah. it's like, there's not enough. Where are the smaller? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that it really frustrates me. And I've had to actively try to go, okay, how could I not be like that? Mm -hmm. And, and it doesn't come naturally. I will say like, it doesn't yeah. come naturally to, to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to connect that you with that person and, and you got, you guys are going to get along so well, or I'm going to get you on this podcast and I'm going to like, I'll do something. I'll come and speak in your community for free. Who cares? Like, I think we, the more we do that, mm -hmm. the more we actually see that we lift, lift. everyone lifts when we do that. Mm -hmm. And as women, we need that. We need each other to open doors. Mm, that is mind-blowing like my just I see that in the U.S. the network and the connection yeah. is so there and they're so open with that and I'm just reflecting even now as to yeah how I mean if you find good people they're like well, I'll connect you with this person but yeah people they keep that kind of close to their chest within Australians yeah. and I think it's even the cheering people on mm -hmm. I think we have we have this thing and again it's a generalization but tall poppy syndrome. We don't want anyone to be too big or to, to play like at that next level. And I, I really hate that. I think, why wouldn't we want to play a big game? Why wouldn't we want people to succeed? Why wouldn't we want to succeed? And why does someone else's success detract from mine? How is it even related? It's not. But I think we have this belief that there's not enough. And if you go if you get too big for your boots, yeah, you you're too much. Yeah, and and pe there's a bit of an air about you that people won't like, or it's mm -hmm. not. And yeah. I think you know my practice of being in a state of abundance of yes. their, yeah, being enough, having enough. There's always more, and then lifting other people up. It it's always authentic because it comes from the heart. It's yeah. not coming from a, a a place of anything that that has that air to it. That's a bit icky and a bit you know not not true yeah. and yeah and I think that you know I I would hope that with more connection and more network that there is more of the opening doors for each other and the more yeah. of the lifting each other up and I think you know something that I that I do that I practice is to I often will message friends family members whoever and I'll be like this is what I've noticed about you because I genuinely sit there and I reflect and I notice how people have you know, made a difference for me. And I want them to know that. And one of my friends recently said, like, you're, you're the only person that's done that to me. And I've started doing that to other people. And I think that I makes the that. world go round to share how you're lifting each other up, how each other is supporting, because yeah, it could turn someone's day around or it yeah. could pro propel them forward if they're already in a really, you know, flow state where they're feeling really good. And then they get a message like that of yeah. support. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just going to go a step further. <laughs> I love that. And I think it takes so little to make a big difference in someone's day, in someone's life. You know, one email connection could be the difference of, I don't know, like that. it just, it doesn't cost us. Mm. And I think we forget that. We think, oh, that person knows I love them. Like, what? Mm. oh, 
yeah, and we we don't think, oh, I should probably just tell them mm. or encourage them. And because mm. yeah. how often do we think something about someone and not actually state it? Yeah, like I'll so, so often think like, oh, that person did that so well, and I just like go about my day and sip my coffee, and then I'm like, yeah. you know, Gabby, you should tell them that they did that really well or that that had an impact on me. Or yeah, it's it's I think really important. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, so your journey hasn't been linear from what you've sort of yeah. said and from what I've read about your website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's just so much knowledge within you as to, you know, looking back, I mean, it's such a big topic and, I, and for time's sake, I don't even know how much time there is to go into it. But when you did start your own business at 23, did you have an inkling as to what your future looked like? Did you did you envision a big game or were you sort of going with the flow and what was, how did it unfold? That is my question. Yeah, I, I love that question. Um, I, I think it's kind of a yes and no answer, really. I think when I started, I was like, I've got no idea what I'm, like, I, I don't know where this is going to go. I... I was very much a generalist. I was good at it. I was like good at a few things and I felt like I'm not a master at anything. I, I really just felt like, okay, I'm, I'd studied a bit of journalism. I'd studied a bit of graphic design. I'd like kind of, I felt like a generalist. I felt like, okay, I'm, I kind of love writing. Um, I'm good at that. I'm good at design. I'm kind of okay at taking photos. I can build a website. I kind of was like, good at a few things, but not, I didn't feel incredible at, at one thing. And to me, that was really important to become like the master at something. And so when I started, it was just like, well, how do I become a master at this thing? And how do I become really, really good at this particular like service that I'm offering? Right. And then I think as I, I think as your business evolves and as you evolve, your business evolves, it's kind of, they both kind of, mm -hmm. um, keep each other moving forward. So as the business evolved, it became more like, okay, maybe, uh, like uh, there's this great, there's this great idea that I read and it, it really helped me to kind of something clicked to me when I read it. It's by, um, Oh, I forget the name of the book. Anyway, the whole idea is what comes, what is effortless to mm. you? And for me as a kid, I loved public speaking. Like I would win public speaking awards. I would do debating. I mean, I hate arguing, but I would do <laughs> debating because I could, I could talk and I could communicate. And I think running my business, I started to realize okay, I'm good at social media. I'm good at running a business, but what I'm really good at is, is communicating. And whether that's through writing or whether that's through speaking. And so as I've gone along, I realized the thing that's going to set me apart is the thing that's effortless to me. And so if you're listening to this, I want you to think about like, what, what comes effortlessly to you? And like you were saying, Gabby, like when you see, like when someone sees you, what do they go? Oh, you're really good at that. Mm. That's maybe unconscious to you. Maybe you're like, oh, I've never thought about that. I just mm. do that. That's how I am. Mm. When you are, 
are kind of showing up in the ways that are effortless to you, the ways that you're like, oh, I could do this all day. Mm. <laughs> it becomes more fun. Your business becomes more easy because you're like, this is effortless. This, this is what I'm naturally good at. And other people look at that and go, wow, like that's a real strength for you. And so I think playing to your strengths is really important. But I think as I've gone along to answer your question around, did I see what the business would become? No, I didn't. Um, but as I started to dip my toe into more of the things that I'm, that are strengths, that's when I was like, actually this person who is huge, who is a best-selling author is no better than me. And not in a mm -hmm. like insulting way, just in a, I'm actually, I could do this. Mm -hmm. And the more we're around people who are doing really well, the more we realize, oh, they're not a unicorn. They're, they're a hard worker. They do the things they've, mm -hmm. they've invested in themselves, but they're, they don't have some secret talent that I don't have. And so I think <laughs> it's like this thing of going, okay, I, well, if, if that person could do it, I could probably do it. Yes. And so I think that's where it clicked for me, where I was like, that person isn't, it's not impossible for me to do that. They're not on a pedestal. Yeah. You've literally hit the nail on the head with that because we look at someone's success and we go, well, what did they do and how did they do? Hence why I called the podcast, How Did You Do It? Because yeah. it's debunking this whole theory that you have to be something or do something or have some qualification or yeah. whatever it is. Because if you look at people, if you follow in like success leaves clues, if you follow yeah. in the footsteps, if you follow the process of self-belief, finding what your strengths are and not downplaying them. I used to think like, yeah. what is being able to talk to people going to get me? Like, how is that good? I'm not good at maths. I'm terrible at maths, but I'm good at talking to people. But school was always like, you know, the the typical jobs yes. that I just yes. didn't even, I didn't even see how I fit into that. So I always beat myself up because I uh -huh. was like, I'm not great at really I couldn't find what I was great at yeah. and then you know going through the journey of my 20s and and experimenting in just different jobs and different mm -hmm. ideas and then finally being able to get to a point where it's like actually as you just said no one is doing anything that makes them a superhero superstar yeah. we're all yeah. human yeah and I love that you've you've touched on that because I think it's so important yeah. And I think, yeah, the, the more we can actually go, and, and this is why being around people who are further along than you is so valuable because the shimmer of, oh, they're like, look, look at how many Instagram followers they have. Look at how successful they are. Like, whoa, that goes away because then you talk to them and they're like, oh, you could do what I'm doing. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> can I? Cool. <laughs> and so it just becomes like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, yeah, they said I can, so I'm going to go and do it. And so I think that belief comes by by seeing it and then by also having someone go, there's no reason why you couldn't do that. Mm. And I think there's this interesting thing that we as women do. We, we want to be far more qualified than we need to be. And so we expect, oh, I've got to do – like I – I didn't finish a uni degree mm -hmm. and I really struggled with that because I was like, I'm not qualified. Mm -hmm. I'm not qualified to do this. And interestingly, and like they're, they like, I can't quote the exact study, but there's like studies of like 
women going for a new job, like a promotion, men going for a promotion, men will think, I don't, I, I could probably just figure this out. So I'm going to go for it. Women will think I've got to figure it out. So I'm not going to go for it until I've figured mm -hmm. it out. And it's the difference of like, that's a huge, huge difference of like, I'm going to figure it out as I go. I'm going to learn by doing, I'm going to do it before I'm ready. And when we stay in that, I must, I have to be qualified. Mm. I have to do like the amount of people that come to me and they're like, you know what, I just need to go back to uni and study this thing before mm. I start my business. I'm like, you don't need to, you don't need to study business to start a business. Just no. do it. And yeah. like, you will figure it out. Yeah. And I think it's like, we, we want to be more qualified because we want someone external to say you're good enough. Yes. And it's not, it, it, it's not how it works. Yeah, We absolutely. have to decide I'm not good enough at this yet, or I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm a beginner right now, but I'll learn mm. and I'm going to learn by doing it. Mm. And the key word is, I don't know how to do this yet. Yes. And we can change that sentence by just starting. Yeah. So it can just be, I don't know how to do this yet, but I'm going to learn by doing it. And I think we just need to we put limits on ourselves and mm. we we expect too much from ourselves before we even just begin. Mm. And it's just taking that first step. Mm -hmm. Like we look at the whole bloody mountain and it's yeah. like, what is the step in front of us? Yeah. What is that first thing that could get us closer to even entering the mountain? Because we don't need to figure out the, the peak, you know, that's, that's exactly. not how the step progression works yeah. when we're figuring it out. One of the questions I did want to ask you is, um, well, there were lots, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what would people not know about you from the outset, from what we see? Ah, this is a hard question. Uh, one thing that people wouldn't know about me is that I, and this is kind of a funny one, but I was in a family band. Oh, before I started my business, I was in a family band with my three sisters and my sisters, their husbands. And I had many a boyfriend who played in the band or did whatever, but <laughs> they never lasted. It's fine. <laughs> I, I broke up the band with all of my boyfriends. Um, no, <laughs> actually people wouldn't know that. Um, so I was in a family band and we traveled around Australia, around the US. We played at South by Southwest one year. We really- This is like a thing. We did a lot. We did a lot. We toured around the US uh, with my sister. My sister had two kids under 18 months. No, she must've had two kids under, under two. And um, we toured with them. And that was when the band broke up. <laughs> like you know what this isn't working um but yeah so we we toured we it was like folk country music wow can yeah. we access it anywhere is it yeah it's on spotify <laughs> oh my gosh i want to listen to this I, I can send you the link please yeah <laughs> but that's something most people wouldn't know about me that i i and actually one of the things i want to do one of my goals next year is i i love writing music and so one of my goals next year is to write some more music. And I was going to ask, what are your visions? You know, we're coming into 2024. Are you dreaming big? I mean, I'm sure there are no limits on the dreams. There are, there are <laughs> many things in the works. But, yeah, one of the things I think, I, I well, actually, I'm 
I'm writing a book. So that's, that's on my, that's on my big list for 2024, which is exciting. Um, and pretty much about this stuff, like, like starting a business, how the heck do you do it? And what do you do when you have the moments of like the freakouts and all the things? Um, so I'm writing that book and, you know, for us in the business, the business is just growing a lot. And so I'm kind of like, riding that wave and it's a heap of fun. Um, my husband's about to, I think he's about to fully quit his job. He kind of, he kind of, um, slowly started backing away from working. And now he's like, he's like, I think it makes more sense to just be in the business, which is awesome. Um, so that's next year. And, but also one of the things I want to do just for fun is I just want to write some more music. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to like this past year has been so amazing. Like the business I've loved, I've loved the business this year. It's been a whole lot of fun. It's felt really aligned. And so next year I, I just want to have more, I want to have more fun. I want to have more space to do the things that I Mm want to do that really light me up as well. So that, yeah. Do you find that working so hard, you have to make time for the joy? Yeah. And I think (laughs) one of the big things I, I really want business to be fun. Yeah. And that's one of the things I work on with a lot of my clients. It's like, how can we make this a bit more fun? Because a lot of us approach business with like our fists are clenched and we're like, oh, this is, I must make this work. And we're stressed yeah. and we're like, ah. Uh, so that energy kind of sucks and it <laughs> and it's not, it's not fun. And so I really am like, okay, how can we make this more fun? How can we? how can we have more joy in business? Because joy is really contagious. And when people see you enjoying what you do, when you're lit up, because you're like, ah, I've just, I I feel like I'm in my zone. I'm in my like slipstream here. When you are like that, people are attracted to that. So it's good for your business as well. So I think, yeah, joy is good for business, but it's, (laughs) it's like, it is contagious and people want to be around that. And it makes it more fun. Mm. So that's one of the things that I work on a lot with my clients. It's like, how can we make this a little bit more fun for you? Mm. And for myself, I, I am trying to work a bit less (laughs) and have a bit more space. I mean, I really like working. Mm. So I, when people are like, oh my goodness, like you, why are you working so much? I'm like, I actually really enjoy it. And, Mm. and I feel like I'm building something that really matters. And so um, I think there are seasons. I think there are seasons where you've kind of got to put your blinkers on and shut everything out and go, right, I've just got to build this thing. And then it gets, there's another season where it's like, okay, the business is now kind of self-sustaining. It's got the momentum and I don't need to push it anymore. I can kind of ride that wave a little bit more. So I think that's the point where we're at now, which is, which mm. is really nice. Did that take longer for you to get to than expected or did it happen sort of? It, again, it's kind of like this weird, like it's happened just recently. I kind of looked back on the past two years and was like, our business, if you looked, I think we don't do this very much, but mm. like if you zoomed out, you would go, oh my goodness, look at this growth that I've had. Mm. And we just look at the day by day, which is the little tiny, like up and down and up and down. And like, it looks like a crazy graph, but when you zoom out, the overall trajectory is, oh, I'm growing. And so I think that's what I've been focusing on 
recently is zooming out a bit more and going, okay, cool. How much progress have we made? Mm -hmm. And that has happened much faster than I thought. And, and we've definitely exceeded what I thought Mm -hmm. the business would achieve. And, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of amazed at that. It's inspiring. It's inspiring to watch, hear, listen to. Thank Definitely. you. It's, it's, um, it is a lot of fun. And I think now we're like, now the business is at this point where I can, I think now it's at this point where I'm like, well, I, I can see the impact that it's having on the people that I work with, the people that are in, in my community and that's pretty incredible to see. Mm. Yeah. What would you say to a version of Laura who is going through a moment of self-doubt coming from where you are now looking at where your business is at? I think I would just say this is part of the journey mm-hmm. and you don't know what's on the other side of that self-doubt, of that resistance, of that like freak out. And so yeah, I would just say you've just got to keep keep showing up. You don't have to have all the answers. Mm, I yeah. love that. Keep showing up and you don't have to have all of the answers. Mm. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or say to the people at home who are in the process of building their business, who are yeah. grinding away, who don't know where it's leading them to, what would mm-hmm. be your your little nugget to them to to sort of give them a, a bit of hope or, yeah, how would you lead them through that? Yeah. So I would say every, every leap in your business, every next level that you get to, whether it's a type of client that you want to work with or like an opportunity that you want to have, or maybe it's a revenue that you want to hit. Every single next level is preceded by a leap before you're ready. And so we have to get comfortable at these, like these leaps and these jumps before we feel ready, before we have all the answers. And I think a lot of people can get stuck in analysis paralysis and they can go, oh, I don't, I don't know how this is going to look. So I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to do nothing, or I'm not going to launch the thing, or I'm, I'm going to keep charging these prices that aren't profitable, or I'm going to stick with this client that is a headache. Like we have to, like our business only expands at the rate at which we can expand. And so it's a personal development journey as much as it is business strategy and having the right tools and tactics and people around you. It's, it's also working on yourself. And so if you can go, all right, I don't have the answers, but something's got to change. I'm on the precipice. I can feel this momentum. You've got to leap at that point. Most people do it three months too late. They hire too late. They, they miss an opportunity because they're, they're playing on the sidelines Mm -hmm. and they're not like fully in. And so that would be the big thing I would say, like, yes, you need tactics and strategies. Yes. You need to have a system to follow, to grow your business and scale it, of course, but that will come and you can learn that. Mm -hmm. What you need to be able to do is go, I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to take this step before I'm ready Mm. because we don't become ready until we take the step. 
So it's like, it's this catch 22. It's like, I don't feel ready. Well, you got to take the step yeah. <laughs> to feel ready. And so it's this, <laughs> it's this dance and we have to understand that that's part of the journey. Yeah. Every next level I've gone to in my business has been, okay, I'm here. I want to get up here. How am I going to get there? I've got to take this leap of faith mm. and and I've got to do it before I feel mm. totally confident and totally ready. Is it for, I literally wrote down, is there a moment of a leap of faith? Like that moment before, is it a gut feeling? Is it like a resistance? Is it a, is there something where you're like, oh, this is that moment that the leap of faith needs to happen? I think, I think it's like, well, as an example, like recently we just hired a salesperson. And prior to that, I'd been doing all of our sales calls in our business. So anytime someone wanted to work with us, they kind of came through me. The problem with that was that I could only do a certain amount of sales calls a week because I just didn't have the time and the business needed me in other areas. So it just meant that it got 10% of my time, whereas a salesperson, it would get a hundred percent of their time and focus. And so we hired us, I hired a salesperson. I'd wanted to do it for a long time, but the thing that kept, kept me, um, kind of like, Oh, I, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet there was a moment where I was like, well, <laughs> I don't want to do these anymore. And like, I, I am showing up in a way that isn't like, mm. isn't great, mm. but also I don't have capacity anymore. Actually, I'll say that again. I got to a point where I was like, I don't have capacity and this is the biggest constraint in my business. So I need to hire now, mm. even though I don't know exactly how it's going to look. Mm. And I don't know if it's going to, really impact our conversion rate. Or I don't know if this person, like, can I trust this person with my mm -hmm. clients? Like, you know, all of these questions, but it got to a point where it felt a little bit like I was backed into a corner in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, something's got to give here and I can't keep doing this. And I can't, I can't take the business to where I want it to go without taking this leap. Mm -hmm. And that leap has made a huge leap in our overall business because now we've got someone who is like, she is on and she is selling and she is focused and that's impacted everything. Mm. And so if I hadn't have taken that leap, I would be burnt out. I would be not performing how I want to be because I'd be, my focus would be too split. So mm. I think it's like, that's just an example of like, one moment where you have to go, I don't know how mm. this is going to look, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. And that was a leap of faith for me because that was the first time I'd done that. Yeah. And it's paid off, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. I think as well, we do wear so many hats when we are mm. doing the business yeah. thing. It's yes. like, I'm just going to do it all because I trust that I'll figure it out. And handing those reins over to someone else is really scary to be yes. like, oh, are they going to hit? all the points that I know to hit yeah. on that realm or whatever it is. But you're right, giving someone that load so that it frees us so that we can go where we're needed to go yeah. Yeah. to then expand, it's important. It's an important piece in that, definitely. Yeah. And I think, like, again, this is a personal development thing of going, what is my genius zone? What am I really good at? Where do I want to be? What lights me up in my work? And the more we can come back to the center, like that's the core of what we do, the more our business will thrive, the more our clients will thrive, the more that we personally will thrive as well. Do you have times where you like set in the diary to reflect on that as to like where are we on track for where I'm thriving? 
I think what has been helpful for me, I'm always, I'm always thinking about uh, like, okay, where should I be? What am I focusing on? What's going to drive the business? What's the, like the most valuable thing I can do today? Mm. That's how I'm kind of thinking now is like, what's the most, if I could do one thing today, what would be the most valuable thing? Because that also helps you to stop procrastinating because you're like, all right, I've just got to do that one thing and then I can go to the beach, (laughs) which is nice. And so I think it's like, okay, finding like that focus of like, what is going to move the needle for me? Mm. And that changes season by season. It does change, but I'm, I'm getting better at going, you know what? Someone else can respond to that email. I don't need to respond to that. That that's not going to be the most valuable thing I could do today. And so Mm -hmm. I think asking yourself that question, what is the most impactful, most valuable thing you can do today Mm. to build your business or to improve your career or whatever it is. Mm. I was reading yesterday on the plane, Stephen Bartlett's book. I'm a big fan of Stephen Bartlett. Um, And he was talking about, which you were talking about a little bit earlier of leaning in. And he was giving examples of when people have leaned out and what's happened as a result of that. You know, when CDs turned into iTunes and what happened when people didn't jump on the bandwagon and, um, he was speaking about how we have to be able to pivot, adapt. We have to be able to look at what the market's doing and really lean into the weirdness, I guess, is how he worded it. Lean into the weirdness. Is that something that you find yourself doing? Are you constantly just leaning into what feels uncomfortable? Not talking so much about the resistance, but when looking at your business and things are popping up and you're like, even the example of jumping on TikTok at the right time, jumping yeah, onto trends yeah. at the right time. How does that look like for you of leaning in? Yeah. So I, I feel like if, if we can think critically about what we will and won't commit to, I think that that's really important. And you can't lean in to a million different things. You got to kind of pick pick a handful that you really want to focus on. And so I think I've learned that less is more like the less things I can focus on, but do them really well. Then it gives me capacity when threads pops up. Oh, cool. I can give that a go because I have capacity because I'm not spread so thin or I can go on TikTok and give that a go because I've got systems in place. And because I can actually like, I have a I have time and headspace to adapt and to kind of adopt things early. And so I think it's about building systems, knowing what your like core thing is. And then you can have a few things around the outside that you're like, I'm just going to dabble in that. I'm going to see how that goes without disrupting your whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people dive into the new trend and forego the thing that was working Mm -hmm. and let go of the thing that was working. And so I think it's like, uh, identifying what is my core thing and what's working? How can I keep doing that and, and fully be present in that and not spread myself too thin? Uh, and then in terms of the trends and things, I, I like to keep things as simple as possible. So I'm kind of like, okay, like if there is a new trend, how can I make this work under the umbrella of, of my brand and how I want to show up. Mm. So for me, dancing on Instagram reels was never going to be a thing that I would do because even though it got you, you know, you might go viral, you might get loads of new followers. It just wasn't my, my shtick. (laughs) 
was like, that is not, and, and I, I don't mind other people doing yeah. it, but it just wasn't aligned for me. Yeah. And I saw a lot of people going for the shiny object of, oh, this will get me a quick win and not realizing that it was confusing their audience mm -hmm. and that it was diluting their message and actually sometimes even damaging their brand because it was like, why is my accountant dancing on Instagram? I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't like it. So I think it's also using critical thinking and going, does this align? And like, yes, I want to be an early adopter. And yes, I want to lean in. Um, but also like, does this align with my yeah. overall strategy? Right and now? the brand. I actually was, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to share it. Um, so I was doing, I was trying to create a TikTok off of the advice of someone that was like, try to do this for your TikTok algorithm. And so I was just filming some stuff this morning and I was like, why is, why does this suck? And then I was like, because it's not me. It's not my brand. I'm not one that just like dances on the camera. And I literally just deleted it and was like, nah, that's not it. <laughs> and it's such a fine line, isn't it? Because there's an element where it's like, you know, follow the resistance. But there is there is an element where it's like, no, 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 this is not resistance. This is a brick wall saying, don't do this. Like this is not this is not right for you. I mean, I love it's so weird because I I enjoy I, I it's not that the content is wrong or the strategy is wrong. It's just is the strategy right for you? And I yeah. think that's the question we have to always be asking. Yeah, is the strategy right? Is it aligned? Is it with the brand? And yeah. don't go for the quick win. I love yes. that. The yeah. the instant gratification that we touched on at the start. Like sometimes yeah. it's the long game. <laughs> <laughs> most times. I reckon most times it is the long game. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to share before we do wrap up for today's conversation? No, I just want to say thank you for having me. And like for anyone listening, I feel like the hopefully the the message that you get is that you've got what it takes you you don't have to wait until you feel ready to start and we're all figuring it out as mm -hmm. we go and so hopefully that gives you confidence and shows you that okay whatever it is that is on your list or on your mind or kind of in your vision board that you want to do I think you should just go for it as I said at the start before we were recording my friend once told me not long ago that I think we get 4,000 weeks. So it's like the time is now. Just yes. start. Just start. <laughs> Just start. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Gabby. Such Thank a pleasure. <laughs>